0: Hi, welcome to the podcast today. It's the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Shelby Joe Long. I'm your host. And I have the opportunity to talk to people about their journeys into entrepreneurship when they decided to transform their genius method or their genius ideas into an income stream. And today is no exception. I have the opportunity to talk to Fritz Colonnette. Fritz and I have known each other for a few months now. In the same business networking circles in the very similar business areas we both work in the branding space and the marketing space a little bit different approach so i'm excited to hear about more about your story fritz welcome to the interview today
1: thank you shelby how's everything doing how are you doing today
0: oh it's good it's friday feels good to be on the cusp of weekend that's filled with sports, right? So that's what we'll the fall Friday.
1: I wish every day was Friday, but then we'll get nothing done, unfortunately. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. And then we're just sitting around having conversations and yeah, talking about the weekend. But I'm excited that you're here today because I am excited to learn more about your story and more about your entrepreneurship journey. Uh, and I think it's important for our audience to know that too. So give us an overview of you and your business, where you are right now.
1: Okay. So we're a full-service branding and marketing firm called Retina Media. We see things differently, hence Retina Media, right? And I like to, you know, we look at our clients and we look at with the, with a solution-driven process. So doesn't matter what the service that we offer, we're always looking at how we're going to solve the overall problem or challenge or pain point for our clients and then deliver abundant value for them, right? So it could be they need a website or they need, you know, personal branding or they have a new product or service. We create a strategy to achieve that particular goal, right? So, and, you know, we're here in Houston, Texas currently where there's two seasons. Hot and hotter, right? So, and uh, so it's
0: the hotter right now. Exactly,
1: it is the hotter for <laughs> two months, I would say.
0: Houston, Texas doesn't need, uh, and it doesn't have an issue with branding. It's usually pretty consistent, right? There's, the there's not much.
1: Probably the only state that the world knows, <laughs> right?
0: You're probably right. So you have
1: you're probably Texas, right, New York, California.
0: Yep. Not many people know Montana, so yes, you're you're probably right. Well, actually, Yellowstone.
1: Yeah. I think everyone's good. everyone's knowing Montana.
0: Yeah, that's true. The whole Yellowstone, the Yellowstone effect. That's uh, become the brand of Montana for sure. Exactly. And people come here thinking they're gonna find Yellowstone, which they do. But it's uh, yeah it's that's true that had something to do with the brand of the state so let's talk more about this branding journey of yours or this branding company of yours what kind of clients do you typically work with
1: well we work with a wide variety of client clients whether it's blue chip clients medium-sized small business owners or solopreneurs or bootstrapping you know uh individuals the great thing about Your brand, whether it's a personal brand or your business brand, it's great to start it at the beginning of the infancy of your business. So at least you can start and and have the journey with your brand and have and building equity in that brand and all the components of your brand. Where the brand and you want to refresh or reinvent it, there's going to be equity from the past brand and there's luggage that you're going to have to carry. And there might be some biases. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I got a question about that actually, because as our audience knows, we work in a very similar space. I work with brands and help them add streams of revenue to their, to their brand and to what they offer and e-commerce side of it. So I, I find that when client and then people move from, you know the beginning to that they're offering more. Do you do you find that when there's that is there a transition in that brand? Do they have to shift or can uh, can brands often keep those core principles if they develop that from the very beginning?
1: You know the brands like any brand is, is an evolution, but you have to identify who you are first. That's the most important part of whether it's your personal brand, your business brand, or the, the brand of your service. Who you are, what you offer, and what makes you unique. A lot of times, you have you know clients or customers that just go into just a building, right? They're building the plane while it's in the air, but what kind of plane you want to build? What right. type of customers you know you want on the plane? Right, where are you going? So, we identify those components and help them build the right brand to achieve their business goal through marketing and advertising and branding, right? So, and it's always fun, you you, you know, I love it. It's always fun. You're always seeing, you know, identifying something, a new opportunity and how can we rebrand this? How can we elevate this brand and amplify the characteristics of that person or that brand. And that's what's great about when you like step one, who you are, right? So mm-hmm. we have the characteristics of this person or this brand, and we're amplifying those characteristics into superhero characteristics. And especially when you're talking about a personal brand, you want to identify what are what are your characteristics? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be really known for? What makes you great? So. And if it's just these three items or characteristics, then let's just kind of amplify that. Let's put gasoline on it and let's just amplify it, make it larger than life, right? So that's first component of building a brand. You know, what makes you, you?
0: What makes you, you? And I think, especially I work with a lot of solopreneurs and coaches, and I think, it's, I, I think that question is, is not often asked or people don't think about how important that is to marketing and how important it is to developing their business is to is that they are the focus. if they are selling their own personality and their own perspective on things and they have to be central to that. and I think that I think it's often something that people think of later but they need to think of in the beginning.
1: You know, Shelby, you're actually 100 correct. A lot of times, when you're thinking about it towards the end or the middle of your journey, you're, you've you've actually helped your competitor, and we don't under, we don't <laughs> realize that what we did was add more eyeballs to the industry to now hand it over to our competitor. Right. Right. When we start thinking that way, we start realizing, okay let me, you know, let me phase this out, step one, step two, right? And start really kind of crafting who we are. Most coaches, they know who they're not. Right. Right, they can tell you that immediately. But when you ask them who they are, they say, well, I'm a, you know, business coach. Okay. What type of business coach? Well, executive business. Okay. So you start trying to unearth this, and they really have to ask themselves, who are they really? Because just to say that you are an executive business coach, I can Google executive business coach and I'm going to get million plus results. So we yeah. have to identify who they are.
0: You've got to be much more refined in that process. Yes. So, yeah. so tell, tell me what inspired you to get into the idea of brands. I know you're, you're a visual artist as well. Can you can you give us a little? Did that inspire getting into brands and promotional ideas, marketing? So what inspired
1: that? I had a, you know a really interesting journey as a, a youth in New York City. So I'm creative. You know, I draw, I paint, draw, sculpt. I love the composition of form and letters. I went to the high school of art and design. I went to Pratt. So I was always creative as a youngster. I was always around a lot of creative individuals. And I, I really gravitated towards how something looks. Now, in my journey, I realized I would create something, especially artists at that time. You create your portfolio, you drop your in New York, you had to drop your portfolio off. You left and they called you back to pick up your portfolio. You never were interviewed, like that first, that that zero point of contact. You never were interviewed. So it's just the secretary at the front. And you can ask her all the questions you want. Well, how come they nobody called me back? How you know who did they hire? What are you guys really looking for? She wouldn't know, right? So now, and school really didn't prepare you for that. I I learned the hard way that. When you're presenting your work you really have to present yourself and the reasons why you're choosing this color that font you know this particular why is this person posed in this manner what's the aura so you're selling the story and as well as the art so same thing with when you're creating a brand you really have to start telling that story and i I learned you know, the hard way, hey, you tell the story of the brand and where they're going, where they're at now and where the possibilities of where they could go. The great thing that we're on un- we're able to unearth is we can help clients see past all the clouds behind the building. Like, I know you want to go here, but your possibilities are here and I'm going to show you how to get there. So these are the steps we're going to take to get here, and they really gravitate towards that because they've they only realized they're scratching the surface of building their brand mm-hmm. company, and you know, and we're able to put together a strategy not only that you can achieve that goal in half of the time that you've indicated, but also you can achieve these other three goals in the time that you allocated. So
0: yeah. I want you to talk a little bit more about story. Story is in my perception, it's, it's absolutely critical to have your good story for your brand, but what do you think the what do you think the difference is or the, I guess, relationship is between the personal story and the brand story? Those are to in my mind are two different things that how your brand developed is one story, but then is your personal story involved with that? What do you think? Are is there a difference there, or do you think they function in the same way?
1: Well, they function the same way, but depending on the industry and depending on your target audience, we don't. Yeah, what we discount is who's our target audience, What are the pain points, and are we creating our brand story to help? you know, solve that pain point, right? So we can start our personal story and how we turn our personal story into a business. I think it's fantastic, right? I mean, case in point, I was working for an agency in the Midwest. I moved to Houston and I said, hey, you know, I'm just going to get a job. So I went on a bunch of interviews and literally I was at one interview and the the guy said, Well, you're overqualified. Okay, fine, I get it. I'm overqualified. So I went to another one and he said, Hey, you're great, you're fantastic, love your portfolio, you ran three departments, you worked on you know blue chip brands, right? Mm-hmm. Smaller smaller brands. So I knew a wide variety of strategies. I could run a department, multiple departments. And he said, well, if we hire you, you just might take my job and this other guy's job. (laughs) I don't want your job. (laughs) So the unfortunate part, when I moved to Houston, there weren't a lot of advertising agencies. So the mindset was different at that point. And I said, well, since I'm, I'm not gonna. I felt like I needed just to open up my own gig, and I had my side hustle that turned into my permanent hustle. Right? Yeah.
0: Todd, Ta- did you have did you have some entrepreneur influence in your life, your folks, or and people around you that because I I know for me it was I didn't. I, both of my parents are entrepreneurs, but I didn't really think of it as something that I do. I knew I just kind of staying in academia was something that was comfortable to me. And I love teaching and all of that. And then I didn't really ever think about the challenges of entrepreneurship. And I didn't think about that. So did you have influences for entrepreneurship? Or did you just all of a sudden think, I'm just going to do this on my own?
1: I know I've been an entrepreneur since I was a child. Right. Yeah. So when I, you know, everyone gets like their, their, their little, you know, stipends for the week as a child, right. Your little allowance, but as most kids, they want something more, but my parents weren't able to give me more. Okay. Like, hey, if you want it, then you have to figure it out. Right. Which is great, but I'm an artist. So guess what <laughs> I'm going to use, you know, you're, this universe provides you with the tools to utilize how you see fit. So at that point, there were it, it was the the height of the hip-hop era, everybody wanted like jean jackets, painted jean jackets. They wanted airbrushed shirts or you know clothing. So I did jean jackets. I painted jean jackets. I, I was 13 years old. I was painting jean jackets and I was charging $200, $150, depending on what component you wanted on your jean jacket. You wanted your name, you wanted like the background. So I had the, like a tool and I was making money doing this, right? I mean, it took some time, but I, I made yeah. my own money and I was happy about it. To this day, I, I tell my kids, hey, if you want it, you have the opportunity. You have more tools to your disposal than I did. All right? So, yeah, with my young entrepreneurship, and then as I got older, you know, it turned into more and more and more. Right? So, it went from creative assets to branding to marketing and branding and I was doing a lot of marketing for a lot of different folks as a side hustle. Yeah. Right. And then
0: then you decided to transform that into your full-time.
1: Exactly. And I transformed that, which was fantastic. I transformed that into what I am today, you know, branding, marketing, do quite a bit of consulting, but help large businesses see – how we can take their brand and amplify it. And a lot of times we think of branding as a logo, right? So that's just right. one component of your brand. You know, your brand is the emotional connection that your brand has with its target audience, its customer's prospect. That's really what your brand is, right? Everything else are just components of it. And we as either individuals or companies, we're challenged with, The distractions and also the the interactions of should we change this color to you know instead of it being like a peacock green let's change it to this green because and now you're only in it for a month or two but you're being influenced by everything a lot of times you have to just say hey this is i can't be influenced by everything else we humanity loves consistency (laughs) Right. So because you're building trust, you do business with people, you know, trust and respect, you got to know them. We're talking about awareness, right? you got to trust them. Right. So once you trust them, you respect them. So it goes with not only personal brands, but businesses as well. And you see that in the media all the time, folks who for personal brands, folks who let you down and you're angry at them. You don't even know them, but you're angry. You're upset. (laughs)
0: You lost my trust. It's true. It happens. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that that, that that's something that is so important to remember that the brand is the emotional connection. It's not just the logo. It's how a person feels when they're in your coffee shop or feels when they are working with you, or that's such an important part of the brand that I think we all need to be reminded of because it forms, it formulates how we communicate and how we engage with people. And I think that's such an important part of a brand that we forget.
1: You know, and, and forgetting is unfortunately it's, it's the evil that happens within larger companies because we forget to onboard every employee about our mission our core values who we are right so if the person who's answering the phone does not know the what the brand is about our core values the emotional what we do then the marketing team for that company has done a disservice to the brand hands down and that happens time and time again we have to remember that everyone in the company from the leader all the way down to someone in the mailroom, they have to know the core values and the mission of the company. When we stop doing that, we start growing as a brand and we don't realize that we have our first line of defense is our employees. Mm-hmm.
0: It's such a key. I, I work a lot in organizational culture and leadership too. Uh there it's such a key thing for that for. I mean, it's the executives marketing to their employees, right? To make sure that that's consistent, to make sure the language is consistent and the feel is consistent. And I mean, it has everything to do with culture in the internal communication, but also the external. So I think it's, I mean, I I think it's very important even going through like an intense brand marketing exercise with a company like yours allows a company to really look internally too. So. Exactly,
1: and when you're building brands, you're talking about internal. You know, we, we help client, we help our ties you know, create that communication internally, and then we can push that externally. Because you you have to get everyone on board, and a lot of right. times we're not companies are not really explaining the reason why we're doing X, Y, Z. What are our What are our core values? And a lot of times, you see these core values, and it's like a dossier. Most mm-hmm. people can't remember yesterday. Now you want them to read like 25 core values. <laughs> right. Can we, you know, half of them are we repeating the same thing. So we we have to understand how humanity, humanity interprets information and retains information, right? And how are we going to take that information and now it's a badge of honor for them to recite that information to everyone else. So if it feels like homework, it's homework. <laughs> our, our job as, you know, branding experts and communicators is let's not make it difficult. Let's make it easy for our population to digest, understand and retain because there's so many distractions every day.
0: If I didn't know you, like I do already, I would say that you're a communication person. True and true. (laughs) (laughs) You must teach it. (laughs) Because that's what we talk about, too, as a communication in the communication discipline. It's all about your audience and connecting and making sure you resonate and making sure that, yes, you have to have two active parts of the, there are two active pieces to a transaction, the sender and the receiver. But then the message in the middle and how it resonates and if it's the right language, it's. There's a lot of the encoding and the decoding that are part of that. And it's important to remember that. And particularly important when it comes to your brand and how it operates.
1: You know, when, when you talk about how your brand operates, it's it's one of the components that businesses have to look into and say, hey, how are we pushing our brand values? What is the messaging that we're pushing out? Right. And are we pushing or are we pulling? right right so what are the what are the vehicles that we're going to use as a pull as a push what are the touch points what's the customer journey what's the customer what's the customer emotional journey that's something that we don't even you know we do that for our clients for most branding agencies or branding companies they're not even talking about the emotional journey right so when someone's on a on a high what kind of communication so we could keep them going up or in their low? How can we bring them back up? Right. And right. we go through emotional, emotional journeys every time we have interactions with anything, right? So we like to say, you know, you're always you're in a relationship with everything you you encounter. You have a relationship with you and your barista, right? It's and everyone asks themselves one question, what's in it for me? Right. So even you and your pet, right? You and this planet, myself and and the Zoom and yourself, like we're having this relationship and whether we identify it or not, we have to realize that we're in this exchange and this, this dance that we have to, you know, gracefully move with. So.
0: Absolutely. And. We need to be reminded of that as business owners, that everything we do reflects upon our brand. And we need to be consistent about that.
1: Yes. And we don't, you know, business owners, they have a personal brand. Everyone has a personal brand. Right. And Uh everything is engineered for the right outcome. It depends on how you engineer it. So if you're building, you know, it's just I'd love to hear when folks go, well, just create a logo, right? Like that's not, you know, that's not what you want. You want to create a brand, right? And in today's market, I everyone's mean, like a brand, a brand, a brand. Ninety percent of folks have no idea what a, a brand is. They think it's a logo and a T-shirt and a hat, right? <laughs> right. right. But when Wait, you just-
0: is part of it but it's, it's not it. the it, it's, whole thing
1: but people do not buy products they buy brands
0: absolutely i say that all the time
1: exactly that's yeah. why we're on the same page we're here
0: yeah All the time. You don't, you, you choose to eat where you want to eat because uh, you like the people that serve you, you choose, you know, they don't buy products. You buy brands. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we could probably talk all day about this, uh, since we're in the same space, but I wanted to ask, what is your, what do you, because you, you took the leap of what the other thing I wanted to talk about too, is that I think you had a recognition or at least an awareness of your your genius or your unique offer to the world pretty early. Would you say that's accurate? Like you knew you were an artist. You knew that was your gift. Would you say that's pretty accurate?
1: That that's pretty that's really accurate. I already knew that I was creative, you know, I could draw, yeah. I could paint, you know, I could, you know, form letters, right? So I can create caricatures. I can illustrate, and I'm pretty good illustrator, right? Um,
0: you you kind of knew that from the from your high school, or even before that, you knew that. But then you, I think it's a great to hear your story because you actually recognized that early, and then that influenced not your, it did influence your career, but it probably influenced a lot of pieces of your life is that you recognize that early. Because I think that people have a hard time recognizing their genius outside of where where they're working, right, or outside of their activities or education. And I think that's a unique quality. And yeah, I just kind of recognize that from when you were talking. So when, I was a, when I was a kid
1: and I'd come home from school, and this was when I was in middle school, so, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. So, we'd come home from school. So, we went to school together. We'd come home, and every day I would sit down on the dining table. And I told myself, I have to draw something eight and a half by 11 on an eight and a half by 11 sheet every day. And it has to be not just one thing, I have to finish it before I can go outside and play. This is the challenge that I put on myself. So we have to realize that you have to take control of where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I realized if I wanted to be a better artist, I had to be consistent. I had to really kind of dig in deep of whether it's drawing, painting, sculpting, right? So much so that when the opportunity presented itself to go to the high school of art and design. And I knew that, Hey, I was going to be competing with kids that went to traditional training on how to illustrate and how to draw, or they went to classes. I didn't do that. That's something that I, you know, at the time we couldn't afford as a family, but I'm like, Hey, I have a pencil. I have paper. If you're amazing, everyone could see past everything else. I just have to be great and I have to put in the time and consistency and just do it. And that's what one thing we realize that we have to be consistent at just doing one thing really great. And I call it, it's like your utility, it's like Batman's utility belt, right? So do one thing really great, that's your one thing you got it in your belt. Then do the next thing really great and that's the other thing. Those two, those two you can create something else. So just keep on adding to your, your utility belt or your champion belt or your superhero belt.
0: I think that's important to, I think that's important to point out, especially about a skill is that, you know, you're an artist. I am in communication. If I'm not practicing that, then I'm not, I'm not, I'm not honing my own skills, nor am I a bit had, nor do I have the ability to compete with people that have also done the work. So we need to remember to do that. It's not just something we fall back on. It's something we're constantly engaging and living and doing these things. And it, and if we're not doing that, then we're not serving ourselves or serving our own genius. I think that's an important thing to remember. So from that, and then I think it becomes clear that that's your entrepreneurial path, that then you build a business around it.
1: And that's, you know, you're right. You, you start identifying what makes you happy, what makes you see other people smile when you provide them with a service, right? And you're like, hey, no. I think I can take it to the next level. And a lot of times, either we're, we're passionate about going to the next level or there's challenges in the next level and we kind of pull back. We have to tell ourselves, you know, life is like an elevator. Sometimes you need to get off and learn something. And sometimes you need to keep on going. Right. So if it's, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change. you.
0: What would be, what would be your advice to a person out there that was thinking about stepping into entrepreneurship or creating a business out of their genius? What would your be, what would be your advice to that? other than the stepping into it and facing your fear, so. Outside of
1: don't be afraid, right? I would say just plan certain steps and realize that the steps to get to the goal could always change, but the goal is always the same. Like you're going to fall, you're going to fail, get up fast, learn from your mistakes, Always you know keep on learning and and realize that there's a huge opportunity and never think that there's only one solution. That's the one thing that a lot of folks, and that's what we we look at, especially myself, I look at things totally different from most creative agencies because I'm able to put on multiple hats. I'm able to put on the hat of the creative. The strategy, uh-huh. right? The owner of the business or the middle management. So I'm able to kind of put on these hats and understand some of the components to help build this brand and what and what the shoes that that person may be feeling or what the emotion that person may be feeling. So,
0: absolutely. You
1: your question.
0: Yeah, I think it's the it's the facing your fear and don't don't be afraid to fail and try something else and i really like the you know that you have a goal but there's many different ways to get there it doesn't have to be a linear path and and i i think that's so you know teach i'm still teaching too but like being in that space it's like it's not just producing a business plan and then following the things in your business plan you have to adapt to the market you have mm-hmm. to adapt to you know, if you can't sell your products, you've got to figure something out because you've got to make that connection to make your business go. And so I think that's it speaks to some really important lessons about pivoting. Like your core genius doesn't have to change, but your methods might have to change a little bit.
1: And, and we also have to realize we have to the inner chatter or the exterior chatter. We have to tell ourselves to keep moving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So. Most trees or plants, when it's planted in the ground, it's gonna find water. It's gonna keep, its roots are gonna keep on looking for water. It's gonna to try to grow. That what it, it was put here on the planet to grow. That's it. So you're put here to grow. So figure it out, right? The great thing about currently the state of digital, the digital world, you have access to so much where in the past, like I remember I had to go to the library, right? So if I wanted a reference book, I had to go to the reference section. I couldn't take it out. And then if I wanted to draw this, you know, this, this particular item, right? I had to hope that no one tore out that sheet out of the damn book. Uh, yeah. So now you don't have those challenges. You, you have, 10,000 or a million different ways to a result of what you're looking for. And if you don't like the way that person is teaching, change it and find someone else. Find someone else? We didn't have that luxury. Right. That was the person who was teaching. That's the person you have to learn from.
0: Now you can, the opportunities are just everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And you can create your own solution. Well, Fritz, we could talk about brand, we could talk about communication. We could talk about entrepreneurship journey all day long. But uh I think we have discovered some very important pieces here. And I think the one thing to pull from the interview is that you had you knew what your gift was so early in your life. You knew what it was when you came home from school and you sat down at the table and you drew every day and and our genius is something that we like to do something that we feel that we're good at something that we want have that we want to get better doing. And often that's something that we haven't thought to monetize or haven't thought to put in the marketplace. And I think that's an inspiration to our audience to think about, I have a gift and I can share it and there is a place in the market for it. So I think that's a, my takeaway
1: from today you're absolutely right there is a you know everyone has a genius in them they just have to discover it and you may have to try different things out right so you
0: absolutely
1: you know and that's what's really important you know i mean i challenge everyone to at least every two weeks try something new try something different right so if you're If you're a nine-to-fiver, right, and you're working for a company, you know, understand what are the goals of the company? You know, the the decisions that you're making day-to-day, ask, would I do this? Would I act like this? Would I do X, Y, Z, right? But if you're trying to find your genius and you're, you're trying to discover it, then go out in the market, And try different industries, try different, you know, points of contact, network, find out what you like, what you don't like, right? Or just make a list, stuff you don't like, stuff that you're indifferent to, and stuff that you love. And it could be personal stuff, it could be business, like just so you know, like, hey, if it's in the stuff I don't like, I don't want to do that anymore. And stuff that you're indifferent to, you're like, okay, I'm indifferent to it, but these are the things that I love. I love. You know, cooking on the weekends. Okay, cool. Explore that. What type of cuisine, right? So, you explore those opportunities because the only thing we don't have we can control is time. So, we can't control time.
0: So true. So true. Mm -hmm. So many good things out of this interview today. I'm really happy that you joined me on the Genius Entrepreneur podcast.
1: Thank you. And thank you for seeing my I, I see your genius.
0: And I, I I think there's a lot of things that uh there, there's just so many intersections and there's some cool things that could happen. So I'm very excited that you gave us so much of your wisdom and your journey today. So thank you for coming.
1: Thank you. Thank to you. All
0: of you genius entrepreneurs out there. It's just asking yourself the simple question, what is my gift and how can I share that to the world? And because that's what differentiates you and that's what makes your brand unique. And it's something that you can offer to the world that no one else can. So this conversation today did nothing but inspire that for us to think about and how we can enter it into the marketplace. So thanks again, Fritz. And we look forward to speaking to all you Genius Entrepreneur listeners again to inspire you to think about your genius in a different way. Feel free to reach out to me to talk about some strategy behind that or to follow the Genius Entrepreneur podcast to hear more stories like Fritz. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Joe Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.